Like it, share it, love it. It's the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but while we're here, let's nerd out. What up? It's that time again. It's time for a new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. Hey man, what's up? Thank you for tuning in. I always appreciate it. Now, first things first, I don't know if you're going to hear it. It's them treasure hunters. They're at it again. But I can't keep dodging them and not recording when I can record. We're going to do this the old-fashioned way. We have a saying in the business, the show must go on. I'm sure you've heard it before. And so the show must go on. You can't let a little jackhammering ruin the day, deter the old Kenny Ho show. So let's do this thing. Oh, before I forget, I just wanted to congratulate the Toronto Blue Jays for whooping Baltimore's ass last night and getting us into the playoffs. As wild card, I don't consider it the playoffs just yet, is when you win the wild card and go to the ALDS, then you're in the playoffs. Now we're in the playoffs. Did you watch the game last night? It's pretty exciting. Now, even if you didn't, you may have read about it or heard about it through social media. Not for the game itself, but because a fan threw a beer can at one of the players and almost hit him. And there's been an uproar on social media. There's a lot of people in Toronto this morning who are ashamed to be from the city and wish they weren't. They're saying things like, I'm embarrassed to be from the city. I'm embarrassed to be a Blue Jay fan. This person embarrassed the entire city and organization. He should be ashamed of himself. Am I embarrassed? Yeah, you bet your ass I'm embarrassed. But not for the same reason these other people are. No, I'm not embarrassed that Buddy threw a can of beer at the dude. I'm embarrassed that Buddy threw a can of beer at the dude and missed. Bro, if you're gonna do something like that, get the job done. If you're gonna snipe a guy, snipe a guy. Because now, you're probably going to end up in the slammer, but you're going to end up in the slammer having failed to accomplish your mission. I mean, either way, I don't think it was going to impress Bubba, but now you don't even have a story. Now you can't even be like, hey, remember how the dude who threw the beer can was all over the news? I was that dude. And there's a second part to this story, another reason why people are embarrassed, and actually, you know what, I am actually bothered by this too, is apparently... You know what? I'm not even going to say apparently. I'm going to say for surezies, those same fans in that section in the outfield who threw the beer can were taunting the outfielders all night with racial slurs. It was mainly to Jones and Kim, so a black dude and a Korean dude. I believe it. Why? Why do I say for surezies? It's because I looked into the audience and it was just a sea of white people. Wait, white people being racist, Kenny? No way! That doesn't happen. Get out of here. You freaking kidding me, man? White people are some of the most racist people on this planet. In Toronto, they gotta be, you know, on the outside, tolerant, accepting, inclusive. But in a situation like that, where they've had clearly a couple, maybe too many drinks, but at least had a few drinks in them, their real selves are revealed to us. Some of these cats are just closeted, 
racist people waiting for the chance to let their true feelings be heard. But you know what? Enough about sports. Enough about racism. That's not what this show's about. I love all people. I don't see color, race, ethnicity, whatever you want to call it. I don't see shapes and sizes. It's, you know, they're, they're all the same to me. What are babes? Everybody is beautiful in their own unique way. I am a role model to all people. <laughs> Suckers. Yes, all right, let's move on. Let's get let's get this show on the road. I've got a question for you. Have you ever gone onto YouTube looking for one specific thing and then seen a video, let's say The Rock's Funniest Moments, and clicked on it, and then and then the next video that they suggest, you know, that sounds pretty good to me too, and you click on that, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, and then like four hours later and like 150 rock movies later, you're like, where the hell did my day go? I could have sworn the sun was still out the last time I looked up. Like, that's that's not unusual, right? That's a thing, right? And I know I can't be the only person who wastes a lot of time on the internet. Like, you've been on Facebook before and seen, like, a promoted article. Let's say, like, this has happened to you, right? Like, you've seen, who is the hottest Marvel actress? You're like, like well, I gotta find that out. It's Elizabeth Olsen. I'll save you the time. Elizabeth Olsen is the hottest Marvel actress to date. And then you're like, all right, I'm good. It's time to move on with my day. But then out of the corner of your eye, you see an article, 10 dog owners that look like they're dogs. And I'm like, well, can't pass up on an opportunity like this. I need to see how this plays out. This is crazy. And then like a couple hours later, you're like, what the hell? I was supposed to do a Kenny Ho show today. Maybe they'll settle for a funny tweet or just a tweet. I can't guarantee it's going to be funny. There, there's, there's a good chance it's not funny. Now, why I bring this up is because one of these articles this is one of these BuzzFeed things. I was going to say that I read the article. I didn't read the article. I clicked on the comments and somebody was a beauty and put the contents of the article in simple form in the comments. Because that's one of my major pet peeves. You know, these sites where, you know, let's say the 10 dog owners. Instead of having all of them on one page and you scroll down, it's there'll be one on this page and then you have to click on next page and like 40 pop-ups show up on your screen and you got to close all that and then click next again and it happens over and over and over again and I'm not down for that. Clicking through these malware riddle sites, one of the things I hate most in life. I dislike it slightly more than eating cold pizza, but slightly less than riding the bus in rush hour traffic. And when it comes to the pizza, that could easily be solved. I could just be less of a fatty and wait until the goddamn pizza is actually heated up before I shove it in my mouth. But yes, the article I clicked on was, well, the comments anyway, was an article called The Top 15 Celebrities Who Are Actually Bitches. And you might want to rethink meeting them. Do you have a story like that? Have you ever met somebody that you really, really wanted to meet? And when you finally did, you're like, I liked you better on TV. I prefer not to have met you at all. And if you haven't, who would you like to meet? And whoever it is, I suggest, it doesn't take a lot of effort, you might as well just type in, is so-and-so a bitch or douchebag? And if you get like a hundred results from different people with different experiences, but it all comes back to the same thing and it's all negative, 
there's a good chance. I think you should come to the conclusion that you don't want to meet this person. I was very lucky when I met Tiffany. I was worried. I'm like, is she as cool as she appears to be? And it turned out the answer is no. She's even cooler than I thought she could be. But she's kind of one of a kind. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of nice and cool celebrities out there, I'm sure. But the industry itself grooms and tolerates and I guess in a way encourages these rock stars and movie stars and TV stars to be douchebags. There's even people in radio. Like radio in general, I think most people are really nice and really cool. But there's definitely a few real pieces of work. And I'm like, you understand, out of all the types of stars there are, radio stars are on the bottom of the list, right? You make the least amount of money and you have the least amount of exposure. You know, say for Stern and um, Ryan Seacrest. Everyone else is basically, at best, a local celebrity. Now, I'm not saying this list is 100% accurate, but I'm also not saying that it's 100% inaccurate. Like, because you've heard it. You've heard, whether through a friend or just read online, some of the horror stories about these celebrities. And you can't believe all of it, but if there's enough stories... You gotta believe some of it. Like, for example, you've been listening to The Kenny Ho Show, you know I used to be an actor, I went to theater school. And even in theater school, dealing with people who are really basically nobodies, you know, most people's claim to fame was, oh yes, I was on stage all summer. I toured Western Ontario. It was a real big deal. Oh, was it? Oh, that's weird. Because I don't remember reading about it in Entertainment Weekly, or Rolling Stone or anything. Did you guys even have a website? But you know what? I did read about you in Jabroni today. So yeah, just relative nobodies. And believe me when I say this, there were enough dicks. Oh my goodness, there were so many inflated egos. And people just being nasty and treating people like trash. And just people thinking they can do whatever, say whatever they want. People thinking they were special or something. Like listen, even I had an inflated ego, but at least I treated people alright. So when you have people who are really nobodies operating this way, you gotta believe people who are making millions of dollars used to having people say yes to every one of their whims, no matter how crazy or ridiculous it is. You gotta expect at some point that that's gonna warp your mind. Even me today. You know, I've never had any money, but if somehow I came into fame and a bunch of money, I'd have to take a knee from society. I'd have to remove myself from society because I wouldn't trust myself to be a good person. Because realistically, I'm going to need a role model to teach me how to be a rich dude. And right now, the only person that comes to mind is Mr. Burns. Fair weather, friends, eh? Smithers, release the hounds! So let's get to this list. Let's take some guesses. Who do you think is in the top three of this list. Yes, Taylor Swift is in the top three of this list. Now, if you've been listening to the old Kenny Ho show since day one, you know how much I love Taylor Swift. And I don't want to believe that she's a crazy bitch. But where there's smoke, there's usually fire. But I mean, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes there's smoke coming from the barbecue where someone's making some smoky ribs. But then sometimes that smoke comes in the form of a song called Never Ever 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 Getting Back Together Dedicated to You. And you've, I know you've read those reports, you've seen it on the news, you've heard about it through the grapevine that Swifty's a crazy bitch. That she's so powerful that people are afraid to talk bad about her. That they'd had to delete their tweets because if she wanted to, like, 
that. She could have them killed, but I don't think she'll go there, but certainly ruined. Their careers are donezo. Now, I hope it's all crap, but at this point, logically, I don't think it is. I think it's quite possible. Like, I mean, just look at her, the way she handles herself now. She's looked at as a feminist icon, also an Aryan goddess, but that's that's for a different story. Yeah, I just, I, I just, yeah, I think it's possible. But the thing is, I don't think she was always like this. I don't think when she first started that she was some crazy bitch. I think when she first started, she was what she says she is. I think when she first started, she was this fun, goofy little girl who just loves singing and writing about boys. But that was like almost 10 years ago. And two major things have happened. A, she got super famous, sold a lot of albums, which in a day and age where people just pirate crap and don't pay for it, if you can actually sell and make people pay for your music, that gives you a lot of say, a lot of power, and a lot of control over what you're doing, what other people are doing. You know what they say, absolute power can corrupt absolutely. And secondly, she keeps getting her heart broken. And because she writes all about all her bad relationships, let's just put it this way, she has five albums. Five albums worth of heartbreak from different guys. Like, from my experience, heartbreak, you, there's two ways to react to it. Or, at least I've reacted in one of two ways. It's either I'm completely useless, more so than usual, but just like I'm in bed, I'm moping around, I'm depressed, I've got no energy for anything, I'm sad all the time. Again, this sounds like me every day, but I swear I'm not heartbroken. But then there's the other way, and that's being angry, full of hate, wanting to stick it to this other person. It's like, you know what I'm talking about. And if you look at Swifty's life, when does she have the opportunity to be useless? She can't just lay in bed all day and not show up to her sold out concert. So there's a good chance how she copes with heartbreak is in the latter. Just not giving a crap about how people feel and just feeding her ego and feeding that career of hers. So I wouldn't be surprised to find out that she's a total biatch. But you know who else is on this list, which I'm su totally surprised by, actually. Totally surprised she's not only on the list, but she's within the top five. Take a guess. No, it's Anne Hathaway. How the hell is Anne Hathaway on this list? I don't believe it. Tell me lies. Why would you lie to me like this? Anne Hathaway is not a bitch. This is Mia Thermopolis. This is the goofy girl from Princess Diaries. She's a sweetheart. She's Ella Enchanted. I refuse to believe she's a bitch. But it didn't stop me from Googling, is Anne Hathaway a bitch? Just to be sure. And at the end of the day, I still think it's inconclusive. This list could be full of crap. There's one article that claims that she's a monster. And if it's true, I can see where they're coming from. She would be, I guess. This article says there's a catering team on, on set of one of her movies, and they're serving her eggs. And Anne Hathaway sent them back four different times. I mean, think about it. Do you even send it back the first time? Because I know there's been times where I'm like, oh, there's a hair in my food. Well, let me just pick that out. Okay, bon appetit. So for her to send it back four times, and it was pretty ludicrous. Because according to the story, she sent her eggs back because it wasn't up to snuff. It wasn't to what she wanted. Okay, that's fair. Fair enough, I suppose. And then they brought back the egg. This time, the way she liked it. Great, right? Not so great. Because she was having it with an English muffin, and now the English muffin was cold. Because they had to remake the egg. So now she sends back the English muffin. They warm it up, bring it back to her, and yep, you see where this is going, you guessed it. She sent back the egg, 
because now it too was cold and I'm surprised this didn't go on forever. Instead, she put them out of their misery and just ordered something else completely different. If that's true, she's one crazy diva bitch. That's like, that's like only wanting red M&Ms in your trailer. She's like, I swear to God, if I see even one blue M&M, I am walking off set. Which is crazy, because we all know blue is where it's at. But that was the only example I could find about someone calling her a bitch. There's a bunch of other articles being like, why we hate Anne Hathaway. Unless the answer is because she's a bitch, this doesn't mean anything to me. In fact, it's pretty crazy. I looked at it, I read it, and people are like, we don't like Anne Hathaway because she tries too hard. The hell does that mean, man? She tries too hard? What, like at work? Like on her roles? Like on the, on the set? You do understand she acts for a living and gets paid millions of dollars, right? How can you hate on someone for being like, you know what? I act for a living. Let me at least try to earn those millions of dollars. Now, I might be in the minority, but I really prefer like the Christian Bale way where he gets way into the role as opposed to the Sam Jackson way, which is basically play the same guy for 30 years. And to these people who hate Anne Hathaway, all I gotta say is, what's wrong with you? How can you hate Anne Hathaway? She's talented, she's kind, she's beautiful, she's funny, she can sing. What more do you want in an actress? Hell, what more do you want in a role model? She's never in the tabloids. Except for that time she dated that rich Greek guy who turned out to be some sort of real crooked businessman. But who among us hasn't? I refuse to see anything wrong with Anne Hathaway. I refuse to buy into this. There's nothing wrong with Anne Hathaway. She doesn't try too hard. It's not like she started showing off the girls to... Well, shh. I, I think I think I stumbled upon it. She does try too hard. Even though she was pretty successful and pretty famous after Prince's Diaries, she still stooped to Courtney Stodden type of lows by showing up to premieres in see-through shirts, stepping out of limousines without underpants. And she even did a straight-to-DVD movie where she played a slew who got naked quite a bit. And I gotta say... <sighs> girl like this doesn't need to do that. As I said, she's talented. She's amazing. She's got everything you need to be a successful actor, including wealthy parents and a successful mover in her belt, meaning she had the mouse behind her. She had connections. She really didn't need to take her top off. When you don't have the talent and you don't have the backing, okay, it helps. In fact, I'm pretty glad I'm not a woman because if I were, I'd be showing off the girls all day long. Oh, and I know this is uh, starting to become not news anymore. It's been a few days, but there was one more person on that list. that I'm not surprised she was on the list, but it serves as a segue and fits into what I'm trying to do here in this opening bit. Kim K was on the list. Of course she was. She looks like a real piece of work. But why I bring her up, you know why. You've heard the story. She got held up at gunpoint in her own hotel room and robbed for $10 million worth of jewelry. The first thing that crossed my mind wasn't, oh man, that's horrible. Nobody should experience that. I may be a bad person. But rather, it was $10 million? How much is that in jewels? Like, what the hell does she have on her? Was that one piece or many pieces? 
what does one do with $10 million worth of jewelry on them? Like the only person in the world who should have $10 million worth of jewelry on them is someone who's planning on opening a jewelry store. Not just planning on, like showing up there to stock his shelves or her shelves. A Kenny Ho show is an inclusive show. The wage gap needs to stop. $10 million in jewelry should not be on you. Even if you are opening up a jewelry store, that stuff should be safely in the back of a Brink truck with three armed guards guarding it. And if you're the hands-on type, all right, have two suitcases full of this stuff, but these suitcases are bulletproof, basically impossible to crack open. The lock only unlocks with your fingerprints. And I'm not done with security measures. You then have to handcuff them to each of your arms. And next to you should stand two large intimidating bodyguards who can whoop some ass if things go sideways. And you should only walk from the door of the distributor straight into the back of your armored Hummer. And you should go directly to your store. Not have it on you in your hotel room. Like, what was she doing? Like, was she going to a premiere? Why do you need to wear something that expensive? Like, how ridiculous was she planning on looking? Was she going to have a bunch of bracelets from her wrist all the way up to her shoulders? Was she going for the Egyptian look? Now, okay, I'm not the guy to go to for fashion advice. But I feel like all you really need to look great at a premiere is a pair of earrings, a nice necklace, a watch, a bracelet... You, you probably don't even need both, watch or bracelet. And even if you get the good stuff, like, you know, not the stuff from people's jewelry, but the good stuff. I feel like even the high-end stuff, you can get away with it only costing about $100,000 tops. Because guess what? When I went to my buddy Mikey's wedding the other day, guess how much I had in accessories? About seven bucks. Yes, I had a $7 Chinese knockoff Timex, a Timelex, a Time Fracking Lex. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 89, will cover Guess Who's Back? Back again. Guess Who's Back? Guess Who's Back? How long is Batman VR? And is there a dark side to being a YouTuber? Well, you're about to find out next on The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. Let's go. All right, so I want you to pat yourself on the back. Why? Because you've made a very good life choice here. You have very good taste because you've been listening to a podcast run by an absolute genius. Yes, that's right. I did it. I just gave you a compliment, which was secretly meant for me. I am a genius now, ain't I? Why am I a genius? Well, because I talked about it, you heard it here first, probably not first. I'm not as on it. I have ideas, but uh, my execution is usually pretty lazy. But you heard it here at one point that Laurel Lance on Arrow. Oh yeah, spoilers. So if you don't want anything ruined for you, skip ahead. Laurel Lance on Arrow, who got ganked last year, would be coming back because of the Flashpoint. Or at least I said she should be coming back for that reason. And... Guess what? It's gonna happen. Yes! In episode 10 of season 5, Laurel Lance, aka Black Canary, aka Katie Cassidy, aka Ruby from Supernatural, will be returning to Arrow. Executive producer Wendy 
Miracle, Miracle, Merkel, like Urkel, said she'll be coming back for the mid-season premiere, and we're excited to work with her again and her willingness to come back. It's one of those fun parts of the show. People can leave and get killed, and you can still find new and crazy ways for them to come back. Alright, let's break it down. Let's break down that statement. Her willingness to come back. You know, if you remember, if you were a fan of Supernatural, Katie Cassidy was Ruby, the good Ruby anyway. And they had to get rid of her and recast uh, with uh, Sam Winchester's actual wife because Katie Cassidy was too expensive. How and why she was too expensive is beyond me. Because, well, I don't want to hate because she actually, you know, is in the industry. She made it and, you know, I'm here and I just had some mashed potatoes in the middle of the afternoon. Try not to cry on the old guitar because she can't take much more water damage. So I don't want to hate. But seriously, what the hell has she done outside of Supernatural for like a season and a half? And Arrow. How is she so high profile they couldn't afford her? Because hasn't she been in just like a bunch of straight to DVD movies? Or like TV movie of the week type of thing? Her willingness to come back. I'm pretty sure the call went down like this. Hi, is uh, Katie there? Yes, I will come back. Oh, okay, I'll see you Monday. And people getting killed and, oh, yeah, we can find new fun ways to bring them back. Yeah, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop killing people and then bringing them back. Why? Well, have you ever heard of the boy who cried wolf? Yeah, that's why. If you keep going to this well, if you just keep killing people to get the shock in the moment, knowing damn well you're going to bring them back later, your stakes are gone. People aren't going to care. Even with this... At nope, I don't think at any point was I like, oh shit, they killed off Laurel. That's a ballsy move. What are they going to do with the Black Canary from now on? I'm pretty sure, at least definitely when, um, when Flashpoint happened, I definitely knew at that point, this is more than likely to happen. So you lose the impact of a kill if you keep doing this. But I mean, if you're going to keep doing this, bring back Shadow. Damn, she's hot. Now, if I told you... You'd be buying a video game that's only two and a half hours long. What would you do? I see. Hole in the wall, I agree with you. Well, wait. The hole in walls. No, no, stop. Stop talking. No, 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 no. Do not punch your boyfriend or girlfriend in the face. That's not necessary. All right. I don't need to hear the rest of this. No, no. Knife away in the scenario. I don't need to hear this. That's a little messed up. You might want to consider couple counseling, solo counseling, or... Get into a new relationship. POF, Tinder. If you're white and attractive, hell, you don't even need to be that attractive. If you're white, you're halfway to a new relationship already. Tinder, bite me. But anyway, sit on your hands for this. I don't want to hear anybody murdering anybody because they listen to my show. I mean, I could live with it on my conscience, but it would be an unpleasant couple of hours at first. Yes, Batman Arkham VR will only be... Two and a half hours long. Yes, bullcrap. Indeed. It gets worse. It's actually an hour to play through it the first time, but there should be another hour and a half in unlockables to play through. When I heard that, I'm like, what the hell? Less than three hours of gameplay. And you're going to charge me full price for three hours? Full price in Canada is $90. I do not make $90 in three hours. Frack you, Rocksteady. I'm boycotting you. You've fallen from grace. I hate you. Buddy, get off your hands. It's time we go. Oh, wait, wait a minute. They're only charging $30 for it. So that's like 
a little bit more than 10 bucks an hour. I make more than that. I will calm down and write you an apology. Now, I was thinking about it the other day. There are some shitty YouTubers out there with way more subscribers than you would think someone of that caliber would get. There are people who just make a lot of noise and have hundreds of thousands, even millions of subscribers. You know how I feel about Lily Singh and her 8 million subs. And so I started thinking, like, why the hell ain't I in the YouTube game? There's no way that I'm worse than some of these people. In fact, I like to think I'm more entertaining than most of them. But then I remember Nerd of Might and how I ended up with zero subscribers there. I'm like, not only were there not subscribers, there were like three hits. And, uh, all right, I'll just, I'll just take a knee and uh, maybe show Lily Singh a bit more respect. But if the soul-crushing realization that nobody wants to watch a YouTube channel with me on it wasn't enough of a deterrent... Here's another one. It turns out there's a whole bunch of YouTubers out there, particularly women who do like makeup vlogs and such, have real serious bouts with depression and mental illness. Yikes. Serious stuff, right? Let's see how we can make this lighter. Well, there's a dude who plays Minecraft and he's checking into rehab for bulimia. That did not make it lighter. Well, let's just get all the heavy stuff out of the way and maybe there's a joke here to be found. Yeah, the reason why he checked in for that, um, for that eating disorder is because it turns out a bunch of douchebags have been making fun of the guy for being, for being fat, I guess? I, I looked at a picture of him, he didn't look fat at all. But I guess they've been making fun of the way he looks and it really got to him. And I guess he wanted to change and lose weight so people wouldn't make fun of him. Which I can understand. Like, I think you can empathize with this as well. You know, somebody, you know, just even on the streets making fun of you, talking smack about you, it doesn't feel good. You know, I've definitely had hate mail. I've had people, you know, I've had, you know, I've come across, I've had people put me down online and it doesn't feel good. It's honestly, it feels like someone punching you in the gut, which is crazy because it's some random dude online. I don't actually know this person and they're not actually punching me in the gut, but it felt that way. And so you can imagine this guy, I think he has like 10 million subscribers or whatever. So he's exposed to a lot of people. And you gotta believe, let's say even 1% of those 10 million are haters and people who give him shit on a regular basis. Yeah, I can see where this is coming from. This is the dark side of YouTube. Like it's nice to be famous and to be making a buttload of money because that 10 million subscribers, I don't know the exact conversion, but... I'm assuming he's probably worth about $10 million at this point. But this is the sacrifice you make. But it makes me think. You can't not do this. You can't... Because, you know, that's that's a fear of mine. Don't get me wrong. Don't start writing me hate mail just to screw with me. But that's a fear of mine. And when I put stuff up, will, will I just be cut apart? Will there be like, you know, let's say 10 people watch it. Will it be 10 negative comments? Or even... I feel like I'd be okay if there were nine nice things said about me and one shitty thing, but I can't guarantee you that's going to be the case. But it should be the case. I mean, if you go out there and you get, let's say after a year, because I'm really thinking about YouTube. I know Nerd of Might failed, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I've got a different idea. Let's say I try YouTube for a year and the stuff I put out gets hits, but no subscribers. And the only comments I receive after one year is strictly hate. At that point, I think I stop. Because I think a year is a long time. And if people and if everybody hates your content after one year, I don't think it'd be worth the abuse. But let's say after a year, I got a bunch of subscribers, hundreds of subscribers. 
And most people like my stuff, and a few people are like, you're fat, go kill yourself. Your jokes are lame. Blah, 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 blah. I think at that point, you got to rise above it. At that point, you got to be like, listen, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm having fun. I'm not going to let this clown ruin this for me. Especially this dude who has 10 million subscribers and millions of dollars. So honestly, you could just be at that point when someone's like, you're fat. Lose some weight. Is turn to your right and wave her in, you know, your sexy model girlfriend and be like, she don't think I'm fat. I don't think I'm fat. But I know my wallet's fat. I'm making millions of dollars doing what I love to do. Playing video games, bro. What do you do for a living? Although, granted, they're probably 14, so they're not doing anything for a living. I think at that point, you're like, listen, I'm living my dream. You know, I went up to the factory and picked up my Tiffany clone. I'm happy. I'm having the time of my life. Who gives a crap what you think, bro? I'm just going to focus on the 10 million other people who love me. I'm not hating on this guy. You know what? We all have our demons. We all have our battles. He's doing what he needs to do. But if you're listening at home and you're thinking about doing a YouTube channel or you're already doing a YouTube channel, honestly, just do what I just said, man. Do your thing. Live your life. Put out good content. And when success comes a ringing, who gives a crap what jabronis have to say? You know, this is coming from someone who's wasted a lot of his life focused on what's happened in the past. And I gotta say, it's not worth it at the end of the day. Because when I showed up and I met Tiffany and I wasn't up to snuff, I was like, damn, if I hadn't wasted all that time, if I had, you know, shown up to the gym, if I had, you know, just kept improving myself, maybe just maybe we could have been friends, we could have made a connection and things would be different. So take it from me. And I guess as a reminder to myself when I do YouTube, like John Cena said, rise above hate. That's it. That's episode 89. I can't believe I closed on a John Cena quote. Rest in peace. There we go. I'm close. I closed on an Undertaker quote. That's episode 89 of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. We'll talk next week. I've got an exciting new project that has something to do with YouTube lined up. Probably, yeah. I think by the time we talk next week, it'll probably be at least ready to talk about, if not ready to go. Until next time, thank you for listening. Lindsay Vonseca, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!